This week on Table Talk with BBYO Insider, we are live from Seal TC1 2023, interviewing American ice hockey player Chelsea Goldberg. Shalom, and welcome back to Table Talk with BBYO Insider. I'm Summer Novak from Rocky Mountain Region. And I'm Charlie Septimus from Lone Star Region. And today we're live from Seal TC1. It's a great honor and pleasure that we introduce to you Chelsea Goldberg. Chelsea Goldberg's ice hockey career started by playing with her twin brother on boys teams for the Ventura Mariners. And after many years of playing boys hockey, she decided it was time to switch to the women's side in order to get noticed by college. She was recruited to play at the North American Hockey Academy in Stowe, Vermont, and from there was offered a scholarship to play Division I college hockey at Northeastern University in Boston. While president of the Student Athletic Advisory Committee, she ensured student athletes' voices were heard and that they could participate in as many community service events as possible. She decided she wanted to take community service globally and traveled to Kenya for two weeks to participate in community service globally. In 2020, she was inducted into the Southern California Jewish Sports Hall of Fame and in July of 2022 was fortunate enough to captain and represent Team USA and helped take the team to a silver medal at the inaugural women's ice hockey event at the Maccabi Games in Israel. Today, she continues to play in her seventh season of professional ice hockey, currently playing for the Team Adidas in the Professional Women's Hockey Players Association as they fight for a sustainable professional women's hockey league. Please join us in welcoming Chelsea. Shalom. Thanks for having me. Happy to be here. So, Chelsea, I'd love to hear a little bit about how you got into hockey as a child and what made you fall in love enough to want to go pro. This is kind of a loaded question because there's so much that goes into my hockey career. I didn't start playing until pretty late. I would say 10 roller hockey because that's like most people in California start playing roller hockey. And so I started playing roller hockey with my brother and our group of friends. We got rollerblades who were like, let's give it a shot, you know started playing roller hockey. Um, from there, we took it to ice hockey because it got too hot outside in California. It was like 118 degrees. That's kind of dangerous playing in that heat, um, all equipped and everything. It was, it was just time to take it to ice. But before that I played the cross soccer as a swimmer, um, all your traditional California sports, not hockey. And so it was one of those things where everyone's like hockey, why hockey? But my brother and I just ended up falling in love with it. Um, we were talented enough to take it somewhere. We both ended up playing college uh, in Boston, actually. Um, but leading up to that, we didn't really know we wanted to play college. It was one of those things where uh, we were talented at it, but we also had to work really hard. So once we figured out that we could take it somewhere, then we started to get um, more of a training regime and our nutrition balanced out and everything like that to take it to the next level. I go lacrosse too. You do? That's really cool. Yeah. Did you ever try field hockey as like a beginner thing to get into ice hockey? I actually, this might be kind of embarrassing, but I didn't really know about field hockey until I got to college. And then our field hockey team, they're unreal. And there were a lot of my good friends throughout college. And I was like, this is so cool. I've never even seen this really be played because it wasn't that big on the West Coast, to be honest. I don't know if it's grown since then. It's where not I'm very from, big. It's common. Yeah, it's not very big where I am. Yeah. So I was like, this is super cool. I've never seen it. Um, I actually have never tried it to this day. Really? I had opportunity, but I was just like, I don't know. I just never really even, I've picked up a field hockey stick, but I've never played. 
As a female hockey player, what challenges did you face along your journey? How did you overcome them too? As a female women's player, there's a lot of complication, especially right now. Across the board with women's sports, um, we're all fighting for change, I would say, a lot of us. And right now, especially in women's hockey, we're fighting for more money where we can make enough to live. We all have to work full time on the side right now. So essentially it's like balancing two full-time jobs. So there's a lot of change to be made. Um, growing up, I actually started playing with the boys with my twin brother because that was the opportunity that I had. There wasn't much opportunity on the women's side. So started with the boys and then eventually got a concussion and realized if I really wanted to take this to the next level, it was time to take it to girls to get recruited um, and, you know, just be more involved with the women's game because that's where all the scouts and the coaches are going to see you play as if you're playing on the girls team. So I switched from boys hockey to girls and then um, eventually just kept climbing up the ladder, got to college, played college four years, signed pro after. And my first few years of pro, um, I was making a salary that if I tell you, uh, it, it's crazy compared to say like NHL. Um, so right now we're fighting for just a salary where we could make enough money, money to support ourselves instead of working full-time on the side. How does the pay compare to men's hockey? Uh, it doesn't compare at all. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it's a crazy difference. Uh, so by the end of my season playing in the CWHL, which was the Canadian Women's Hockey League, I was making just shy of $10,000. I know your mouth just dropped. Um, it's true. It's it's one of those things where it's it's almost like you can't believe it. And so that's exactly what we're fighting for. Uh, if you look at the NHL player salaries or um, even just across other sports, it's, it's not comparable at all. Mm-hmm. Um, in recent years, there's been a growing focus on promoting and, su- and supporting women's hockey, something that you've been working towards. How have you seen the landscape of women's hockey evolve and what has happened? What impact has it had on your own experience as a player? It's been so cool to see the changes that we've made throughout the game from when I first started playing youth hockey, even in California. As I mentioned, there wasn't much women's hockey out there. And now going back to L.A., seeing how much it's grown is so cool because it's giving more females a chance to play and live out their dreams of, say, going to college to play college hockey or even um, now that I'm playing professionally, Part of why I'm still playing is to create this landscape and this foundation for girls to dream of playing pro hockey and make a living. And so for me, it's really cool to see how far we've come, even on the pro side of starting in the Canadian Women's League to making, you know, just shy of 10K. And now we're fighting for a base salary that we can live off of. And we're so close. So um, that's why I'm still playing. I think it's amazing to see the development and the changes that we've already made. And it's only going to keep going from here. Do you ever like see kids and you you realize how much of an inspiration you are to them and it makes you feel good? Uh, honestly, I, I do. It's happened. And I receive numerous messages thanking me for sharing my story and inspiring them to whether it's take their sport to the next level or maybe fight for a change in their community, whatever it may be. That's when I really feel like um, I'm giving back what's given me so much so at the end end of the day I love inspiring people and helping people Um, I want to make a difference and 
my goal is just to give back to what's given me so much. And so if I can do that, even just to, you know, one person a day, I feel like I'm doing a good job. Can you talk about the importance of gender equality and inclusivity in hockey? What kind of changes do you believe are necessary to continue progressing in this area? Yeah, for sure. So I can name a few differences just off the top of my head that is uh, a significant difference from women's hockey to men's hockey at the pro level. Um, so, for example, when I was playing in the CWHL, which was the Canadian Women's League, our practice times were 10 p.m., 10.30 p.m., late, maybe later. And so we weren't getting home till 1 a.m. and then we all work full time. So it's like we're bouncing back to our full time jobs at 7 a.m. So it's like, how are you supposed to do your peak performance when you're getting off the ice by, I don't know, midnight and then getting home by 1 a.m.? back to work 7 a.m. So that's one difference. Uh, we actually never had our own locker room at the professional level. So uh, when I was playing college at Northeastern in Boston, it felt very professional. We were given amazing um, resources, facilities, equipment, and pretty much access to anything. And at the pro level, we weren't getting any of that. So we didn't even have a locker room to keep our equipment in to dry overnight. So we'd have to carry our equipment to and from the rink, which doesn't sound like a big deal, but it is. I mean, at the pro level, you should be able to leave your equipment in a locker room and let it dry overnight and have it there for you um, the next day. So that's another one. Our access to equipment wasn't even that great. Um, we were given some equipment for the from the team, but... If we wanted new skates, new sticks, we would have to, I mean, buy a discounted price, which at the college level, we were also given all of that. So another just main difference from women's pro to men's pro. And I mean, the list was endless. I think the salary at the end of the day is one of the biggest ones, which is what we are fighting for. So um, it's, it's never going, I, don't, I feel like it's, I don't want to say it's never going to end because I feel like we are making a huge difference, but the fight continues for sure. And I feel like um, right now across all women's sports more than ever is the right time to fight for equality. What do you recommend to the countless number of Jews out there with dreams of making it big someday, whether as athletes or not who face adversity simply due to their religion? I would say as a Jewish uh, female athlete growing up myself I was always one of the only Jewish players on every one of my teams and I have gotten countless comments and I have experienced uh, situations where it made me uncomfortable and I would have to take my star David off if I felt uncomfortable and I never want to say that I feel like that's something that you should be so proud to wear and I still wear mine proudly um, but for those that are maybe struggling with it or uh, want to know what they can do to overcome some of these challenges, I would say just be so proud of who you are. At the end of the day, we're all humans. Uh, we all have goals. We all have dreams. We all want to, you know, change something. And so if you can be a part of change, even just having a voice for your religion and being so proud of who you are is one of the best uh, first steps that you can take. Was there ever a part in your life where you were like, almost ashamed of being Jewish because of the comments you got? I was actually never ashamed of being Jewish. I've always been so proud to be Jewish. Um, I have three other siblings, so there's four, four of us. And 
I, I would say out of all four of us, I was one of the proudest members of my family to continue the Jewish traditions and um, religious beliefs. My family was pretty conservative. They kept kosher. Um, and for me, that was so cool to feel like I was part of something greater and can connect to something greater. So I've always been so proud to be Jewish. And that's why I feel like if I'm able to use my voice to be um, an inspiration or a role model to others that might be on the fence of, you know, how much to say or how much to, you know, show support for their religious beliefs. I feel like I want to help everyone feel more comfortable being proud of who they are and just standing up for being Jewish. I think it's one of those things where if I meet another Jewish person, I'm so, so happy. I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're Jewish, me too. And it's like an instant bond. So if you can be a voice for your community and just show how proud you are, it's contagious. Yeah. Are there any specific lessons or pieces of advice you've learned throughout your career that you would like to share? Oh, I have so much advice. Um, I could keep you all day. So I'll just say that really have fun with everything you're doing in life. And if you're not having fun, um, maybe re reevaluate and make a change. Uh, when you do make a change, change is one of the biggest tools of growth. It's very uncomfortable, but it's what makes you grow as a human and makes you really um, figure out what you want in life and what you want to do. So I think as long as you're having fun with life, as long as you're respecting others, uh, one of my biggest beliefs is, uh, or morals and values, just respect and you'll get respect back. So I don't care who you are. We're all humans at the end of the day. I don't care if you're an athlete, if you're not Jewish, I don't care. We're all humans and we're all trying to make a difference and we're all trying to live a life. So um, just really important to be respectful towards others, work hard, um, have fun. And honestly, if you want to create change, if you want to accomplish something, you have every opportunity to do so and every chance to make it happen. You just have to do it. Do you have any regrets from your your hockey career that you would advise others following the same path as you to not to? I actually have no regrets and I try to live my life with no regrets. Um, there are obviously disappointments and there's failures that I've had. But like I said, when you change something, that's what makes you grow. So when you fail at something, it's also what makes you learn and grow. And so for me, um, one example, I broke both my legs playing. Wow. And at that point in time, I was actually in the national team pool. So I was being considered for the national team, which turned into the Olympics. So had my stint with USA national team, broke both my legs, kind of got caught, released from the pool. And I'm like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm done. Um, but to me, it's one of those things where if I had quit playing, I would have regretted every second of that. I would really go back and break both my legs again and do the whole process over again because of uh, what I learned from it, one, but two, what it means to work hard. You really learn how to push yourself to the next level. And three, overcoming a challenge like that is not easy. And so when you're faced with other challenges in the future, it's not easy by any means, but you're like, okay, I've been through this and I'm gonna keep pushing. So I really try not to live with any regrets. Um, and I can't say that at this point in my career, I, I have any. 
Uh, kind of bouncing off of that, what was the most mem- memorable moment in your hockey career so far, and what made that stand out to you? Again, I have so I have so many. I mean, hockey's been a huge part of my life for twenty years now. So there's probably some memorable experiences along the way in every single year that I've played. But I would say one of the most recent ones is actually getting women's hockey to Israel for the Maccabi Games. That was an eight to nine year project in the making where I felt like women needed the opportunity to play. The men had every opportunity to play in the Maccabi Games. My twin brother uh, represented Team USA 2013 and 2017. And I got told no, that I couldn't play with the boys. So I really felt it was necessary to make a change and give women the opportunity to play in the Maccabi Games where, you know, so many other sports are represented equally female and men. So um, that's one of the biggest ones that I'm so proud of uh, that I was a part of making happen. And it's only going to be a domino effect for the future. Were you ever like jealous of your brother's opportunities? That's a great question. I actually don't know if I've been asked that before. My twin and I are best friends. Um, We have lived together the past four years in Boston, actually. Uh, we've been in every state together, like throughout our hockey career. So we grew up in LA, moved back East to play, um, living in Boston together. So we've been a part of each other's journeys forever. And we've always been each other's biggest fans. I can't say there's been any jealousy ever between us. Um, if, if I really feel like I need extra support, I actually go to him first because I know he's my biggest fan and vice versa. So I've been faced with a lot of injuries, um, different kinds of adversity. He's been faced with concussions. So he actually had to quit playing hockey. And if you can imagine, that's not easy also, uh, quitting something that's been a huge part of your life. And so equally as he's supportive of me, I am very supportive of him and just want what's best for him. And um, I, I don't think jealousy is a great quality that anyone should have. Everyone's different. Everyone's a different human being. and I think what's really cool about humans and even the, the opportunity we're given in America is we can create our own paths. So um, no jealousy, just all support. And I love him so much. Do y'all ever like play together and get extra competitive against each other? No, we actually grew up playing together. So I grew up playing with the boys, with him. And um, this is kind of a funny story actually. So when I was growing up playing with the boys, I would put my hair up in a bun and then tucked up in my helmet. So nobody knew I was a girl because I would get targeted as a girl. I would get hit from behind. I got concussions when I was playing with boys. So I put my hair up. So nobody knew I was a girl and they would call us the twin brothers or like the brother, the Goldberg brothers. Um, And then at the end of a game, I would just like take my helmet off, let my hair down. And everyone's like, you're that's a girl. Like, no way. Um, it was really funny though. We actually played on a line together when we played together. I was captain of our team. He was assistant captain. So we was like always, I mean, he was always like my package deal, like my right hand man. So um, again, no competition. I think uh, being a twin to a boy is one of the coolest things. And um, he's definitely pushed me to my limits too. I think it's like train, even training from a training perspective like I want to match him, even though like maybe he's a little stronger. I'm like, I'm going to get there. So it's always one of those things where we push each other as well. So it's a friendly competition, but definitely not like a jealousy or like a, 
like an angry competition. When you're not on the ice, what kind of hobbies do you do that help you unwind and recharge? And do they contribute to your overall well-being as an athlete? Yeah, I actually take quite a bit of time away from hockey, uh, especially in the summer. I think it's so healthy to um, step away from something that's even such a big part of your life. So I work out every day. I train every day, but I don't necessarily skate every day. I'll hop on the ice a couple times a week. Um, but if I don't hop on the ice a couple times a week, I'm okay with it. I'm like, okay, I need a break. Um, I love snowboarding. So in the winter, like I know being from California, it's like not a good common thing but we have mammoth we have some great mountains so love snowboarding uh love going to the beach i like surfing but i don't like sharks <laughs> so i don't like knowing what's under me so i will sit on my board and i will watch my friends surf i'll surf a couple times but i'm okay just like hanging out there so i love the beach um hang out with friends um photography i love photography just as a hobby like videos photos um yeah, pretty much anything outdoors, anything that involves like social life, I love. And yeah, just getting to experience new things um, outside the rink is is really, really cool. I'm a big skier and snowboarder too, since I live in Colorado. Yeah, so you get it. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> uh, looking ahead, what are your goals and aspirations for your hockey career? Is there anything specific you hope to achieve in these coming years? Uh, I always have so many goals. I think it's so important to write yourself goals. Um, and they can change, but I, I write down a lot of different goals. Um, I'm actually in music school right now. So that, I guess that's a hobby of mine as well, music, but I'm learning how to produce. Um, I love music, grew up playing guitar, chose hockey over music. So kind of circling back around to it, but I would love to, um, eventually transition from say like being a professional hockey player to the music industry and become a music producer. So I'm learning how to produce right now. It's super cool. That's one of my goals is to become, you know, more of like a full-time producer. Um, as far as hockey goes, I want to continue to grow the game. So I'm constantly out in the community working with the youth groups, just uh, even playing ball hockey or roller hockey like we did today. I think it's so important just to uh, even just educate people that, hey, women's hockey does exist and here we are type of thing. So just so show face, put on different events. I'm running a few camps um, throughout the summer. So that's fun. Um, and, and overall, just continue to be the best person that I can be on and off the ice. You talked a little bit about your physical health and how you take care of it, but how do you take care of your mental health? That's probably the best question of the day. Nice job. Um, as... I experienced all the adversity that I faced. The mental challenges were probably 10 times harder than any of the physical, uh, you know, breaking both my legs was, that's terrible. Nobody wants to do that. But the mental battles that came with that were even harder than breaking my legs. Um, so for me, I was actually out for four years. Uh, when I broke both my legs, I was out of competition for four years. That's really hard. That's mentally hard when you were, on the cusp of making the national team, um, being a top 10 forward in the country for your age. And then you get, you know, slammed with breaking both your legs. And luckily I had signed um, to play college at Northeastern. So I actually had to call my coach and be like, hey, so I just broke another leg. 
And he was like, are you like pulling my leg? And I'm like, no, no, no. Like I literally broke both my legs. And he was like, well, if anyone can do it, it's you. Like I know you can overcome it. So he honored my scholarship, which was amazing. Um, it's kind of unheard of, but that also was a, a motivation for me to continue to keep going. And I had the support of my family, the, my friends, my coaches, my teammates, um, which is all amazing, but you have to have support for yourself and you have to find love for yourself. And so for me, for me, it was really finding what value I still brought to the table and focusing on that. Even when I couldn't play and contribute on the ice, I knew that I was a great teammate off the ice. I encouraged my teammates every single day. Um, I was there for my teammates. So it, it's finding something that you're still really good at and, and really focusing on that to get through the hard times that you're going through. So I was just trying to focus on the positives. I knew that um, I try to believe that everything happens for a reason in life. And the reason for breaking both my legs was to learn how to overcome adversity and getting through hard times like that makes you a better person. And so for me, it humbled me out. It made me a better person. Um, I will work 10 times harder at anything I do. And I really know that I can get over anything after getting over that. But taking care of your mental health starts from self-love within, um, support from your friends and family, support from yourself, uh, and, and just really focusing on what you can control and the positives and the values that you bring to the table. If you don't mind me asking, how did you break your legs? Yeah, I uh, actually broke one of them. I got tripped on a breakaway on the ice and I went feet first in the boards and it just like snaps on the spot. I tried to get up and I just like noodled down. My teammates were like, just stay on the ice. And so um, that was the first one. And then I broke the second one. My teammate and I collided uh, just in pregame warmups and my foot got stuck in the ice, but my leg spiraled. And so broke in four places. It's pretty gnarly. Well, Chelsea, thank you so much for joining us today. It was a pleasure speaking with you. And on behalf of BBYO teams from around the globe, thank you for advocating, inspiring, and redefining Jewish life. Be sure to subscribe so you can be the first to know when a new episode goes live. See you next time on Table Talk with BBYO Insider. Mm -hmm.